Welcome to Higher Learning for Dummies. We're your dummies. I'm Taylor. And I'm Nate. Let's get into it. Okay. Hey, guys. Right now, we are live from what we have now dubbed the Dummy Cave. Yep. Nickname credits to Taylor. Yeah. Uh, I moved in. So I'm here living with Nate now. We are in our bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good season. I've already talked to him in my sleep already. Yep. <laughs> I'll probably talk back at some point. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. But good. Um, School starts in two days on Monday. Tomorrow we say tomorrow we have class. Oh. Not that I don't love school. I'm looking forward was... to like the routine aspect yeah. of things. And, like, being a little bit more busy and, like, learning. Break is nice, though. I'm not looking forward to homework. Yeah. And, like, the stress and everything. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, break. How's your break? It's good, man. It's good. Really chill. Pretty laid back, which is, I think, what I needed, especially after such a crazy semester, mm-hmm. which this semester will probably be worse. But, um, that was good. It was needed. Spent a lot of time with family, which was really good. That's good. I really enjoyed that. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, we, we, okay, well, first off, season two is going to be the same as season one, mm-hmm. better, definitely better. Season, you could call it season 2.0, <laughs> get it, because it's season two and it's 2.0 of season one. What? It's simple mathematics. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when someone's like, yo, you know, it's... Kyrie Irving 2.0. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's, it's a new version. Yeah, it's the it's the new and improved version. I don't know. Okay. Okay. It, it was good before I, I had to explain. I'm it. starting to pick it up now though. <laughs> um yeah, so it's we have we have a couple things planned out, a few yeah. things planned out that we're looking forward to. Um so stay tuned. Uh today we want to talk about kind of just the, the the new semester, new year. Um looking at improvement, kind of what's going through Nate's head. Hopefully he'll ask me what's going through my head. Um, I got Nate a book for Christmas, um, which Nate doesn't love reading, do you? I wouldn't say it's a common pastime of mine. Okay. But you don't hate it? No. Not okay. at all. Um, I got him Atomic Habits. I, I read it earlier this year. Thought it was really good. Thought Nate would like it. Um, That's Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah. Yep. Highly recommend. Yeah. I recommend. Nate recommends the first. How far did you get? Um, right before the deep dives. So first forty-five pages, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah like first fifty pages or so. Um, Which honestly, if you just read that, it's really still good. way good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, it, it lays a really nice foundation mm-hmm. for like what habits are. Mm-hmm. I know some people have already read it that listen to the podcast. Because with with the new year, obviously, um, a lot of people are thinking about. You know, the big word of goals or mm-hmm. resolutions. Mm-hmm. Um, what this book kind of does is, at, at, the, it at the first, it kind of dismantles them low-key. At first, yeah. It doesn't It doesn't end up throwing, it, throwing them yeah, out. Yeah, it doesn't be like, no to goals, absolutely no. But it, it kind of, it, it makes you realize how, I don't know if superficial is the word, some yeah. goals can be. Yeah. Because um, the I think one of the biggest themes, there's a lot of themes of it, but 
one thing that comes to mind with it and that I think we'll probably dive into today is um, changing our resolutions um, to away from simply an outcome. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is what I want to come out of this and have it stop. Because mm. this book talks a lot about um, rather than goals, making systems. It's like enjoying the system, not just the outcome that you're trying to get. Like an outcome would be losing 20 pounds. Like that is the outcome that you're going for. Whereas the system is everything you do in between to get there. You go to the gym, um, you run, bike, swim, whatever it may be. You eat a little bit differently, you change your diet. Um, and his point kind of to it is a lot of times goals can stop once the outcome is achieved. So you lose 20 pounds, boom, okay, you're done going to the gym, you're done lifting, you're done um, eating healthy, and, you know, obviously then that that outcome is just kind of stuck in that moment. His goal is to basically learn to enjoy the system, for lack of a better word, I guess, Um, but making that system not just simply a means to get an outcome, but a means to build a habit which will change your life. Is that Joel Embiid's thing, the trust the process? I think so. Yeah. Which I don't like Joel Embiid, but I like the saying. I like the saying, yeah. I'm, I, don't, I don't care too much about Joel Embiid, but yeah, trust yeah. the process. I think, and I think, I like how this book focuses on, you know, going back to the 20-pound thing. Uh-huh. If that's all we care about doing, it's not going to change our being, mm-hmm. which, if you think about it, it's Who kind we of, are. It's, it's kind of, whenever, whenever anyone sets a goal... It's usually, like, yeah, I'm sure some people just want to accomplish something as an outcome, right? Mm. But I think, at least as part of that, if not most of it, that motivation to do that thing, there's a deeper desire or, like, more of a root desire to change our being or who we are at the same time. And, and right. be better, be someone who's better by having that outcome, which mm. outcomes do point us in the right direction. And are like kind of like checkpoints, right? Right. They show us that we're headed in the right direction. Goals, goals are good, and checkpoints are good. And doing is, you know, part of the picture. But I think going back to what you said, superficial. I think sometimes we only focus on that. We aren't. There's a lot of missed potential mm-hmm. in at the same time changing who we are as a person. Right. To who um, we want to become. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, there's, there's obviously, and we, we, we don't really want to make this all about just the book, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just a lot of key things that came from the book that we reread, um, that are really propelling us with this topic. Um, another one that, rem- that is right at the beginning of the book, um, but I was reminded about, which a lot of you might remember from October, 2021 general conference, other Michael A. Dunn, 1% better. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells the story. Listen, did you listen to that after this? Yeah. Yeah. He tells the story of um, the British cycling team who set a goal to get 1% better every day. They hadn't won a jack squat in cycling in the Olympics, Tour de France, whatever um, professional cycling competitions. And they worked on 1% um, increases. They called it, what was it, the aggregation of marginal gains, I yep. think is what it was called. Um, but it talks about 1% better, 1% better. Um, they weren't simply going for an outcome. And this is one thing that he, that specifically the book pointed out that I loved was he said um, that he has no doubt every British cycler wanted to win the Tour de France. Every British cycler wanted to win the gold medal. So it's not, it, it, that's, that was their goal, right? But they weren't achieving it because they didn't have the right system. Um, 
and it's really easy to just look at the goal and say, I really, really want to do that. And it's really easy to work hard towards those things. If, mm-hmm. if you know, I need to train legs, I need to bike more, this and that, right? right? right. You can work hard at those things. But, and what, what, what the book talks about, talk, and what you're talking about is working smarter right. towards things and, and maximizing potential there. Yeah, and to a point, working smarter and harder. Yeah. You, you hear that phrase, like, work smarter, not harder. Very true in a lot of circumstances. Um, Those two it, go hand in hand. But the thing is, I think when you work smarter, it almost allows you to work harder. Mm-hmm. Like, um, when using just a simple, like a bike gear, for example. If you're only in first the whole time, you're going to work really hard and tire yourself out, but you're not going very far. Whereas when you're in a higher gear, you have more tension there. Mm-hmm. You're working smarter because you change the gear. And then you're also working harder. Yeah, yeah. If you push yourself harder, but you're able to go a lot further. Right. Um, and, and then just kind of jumping back to something that you would mentioned initially was kind of how habits and um, these things becoming a part of us rather than just being an outcome. One thing that I read, and I'll, I'll read this from the book, um, it talks about how your habits – can compound for you or against you. So good habits will compound and uh, grow exponentially for you and in your favor. And then negative habits obviously do the opposite. This is what he said about negative thoughts. And I think this is one we can all relate to. That's why I chose this one. But it says, the more you think of yourself as worthless, stupid, or ugly, the more you condition yourself to interpret life that way. And that one really hit me um, simply because... It, it doesn't say the more you think of yourself as worthless, stupid, or ugly, the more you'll think you're worthless and stupid and ugly. It wasn't so much that. It was the more you condition yourself or train yourself to interpret life that way. So that negative habit interprets you to span that negative thinking towards other things, you know, toward a negative thought maybe towards school or work or other people. Mm-hmm. And that's when I think that habit can be even, well, obviously it's dangerous in whatever circumstance, but even more so when it spreads to life around you. But that's how all our habits are, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think, for me at least, that becomes a, a bigger a bigger thing. When I think about the missed potential of, you know, who I could be for other people if I have those right habits and systems and those practices set in place, right. you know? I think I think each of us have a desire to, you know, be better, but it's not, it's not just for self I'm sure part of it is self-gratification, but, you know, each part, every one of us have a sense of providing and giving to other people uh-huh. and and sharing what we have. And I think that that's a huge part of it is if you look at that, you can notice the missed potential in helping people if you aren't putting those practices into place. Right. Which is something that you and I have fallen into plenty of times. Oh, yeah. And I think everyone is going to... And, Mm-hmm. is going to c- continue to keep doing right. but it's all about keeping those things in check and keeping um like the example of keeping all the plates spinning at once where you can't you know if, if, if you have plates spinning on poles it's it's hard to keep all of them going at once you have to find the one that's spinning the le- like the least quick and wobbling you have to get that one back on track and then you have to quickly go to the next one that's like falling and spin that one so it's yeah. going faster and balancing correctly and it comes to a point where you can't keep all of them up if you add too many if you add too many yeah but if you can get yourself you know in in a, in a rhythm in a rhythm yeah you can kind of you can, you can keep things going a little bit so I, I mean again one thing you said you're excited about for the semester is getting into routine yeah um you know a routine helps you to build habits i think 
-hmm. And also, I mean, to a point, habits help you build a routine. But um, when you're in a routine, you can much better plan for a habit. Because a lot of time, a a habit that you want, um, I think generally, majority of the time, I should say, most habits are something that we do that typically take some sort of time. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of members of the church, it's taking time for scripture study, mm-hmm. um, exercise, uh, cooking a meal, wh- whatever your goal may be. A lot of times, it, uh, I mean, generally, it, it takes an amount of time. And when you're in that routine, that can typically allow you to plan in a habit. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you don't need that structured routine because it is a habit. Right. And And what the book goes on to talk about is... You know, there's going to be that that point at first when you're changing your routine and changing how you do things and changing who you are, uh-huh. where it's going to be challenging and it's going to push you, right? Yeah. But if you can get some things going second nature, like let's say, you know, this year what I did is I set some goals last year. I was able to reach a few of them, mm-hmm. um, which is super great. After reading this book earlier this past year, I kind of planned on instead of setting as many goals, just paying attention to who I was this next year. Um, and so I really wanted to, yeah, pay attention to those habits and who I am. But if you, you know, let's say... Because he says your habits define who you are, more or less. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find that. You, you keep, you keep your, talking. Your, Let your, me find your, what you said. What you do is evidence of where your heart is and who you are. Yeah. But what he also says is, you know, let's let's say you have a goal of losing weight and eating healthier, right? And so those habits you have to put into place is you have to plan grocery shopping, you have to go grocery shopping, you have to cook more, you have to make time for the gym, you have to plan out your workouts, right? Uh-huh. Which is a lot at first. If you focus on a couple of those, you know, maybe one or two of them the first month or so out of the year, and you get those down, they start to become seven like second nature. I think they say twenty one days or something mm-hmm. is how long it takes for a habit to stick. And like be- become start yeah. to become part of your identity, so if you can put in the upfront effort to do those things and get those r- rhythms going, then that becomes second nature. You're not putting as much effort towards those, those things. You can put your effort and like your energy as far as what you're thinking in other places. Yeah. And the more things you get second nature, the better. Right. You can start. You can. It it it, it brings more freedom. So the book talks about how. You know, oh, like if you have a lot of habits and like a very structured day, you have less freedom. But in reality, you have more freedom to think about other things. And if you're, if you're checking all your boxes efficiently, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you and I, we skip the gym every week yeah. at some point throughout mm-hmm. the week. But it, it's it's a example. habit at this point so that when we do miss it, it's not like, oh, all of our progress goes down the trash and we never go to the gym again. Bouncing back is easy. Yeah, exactly. If we just, if, if you know, a friend needs help or... You know, a friend wanted to spend time this past week before I moved back up to Logan. Or something, right? Yeah, I need to study. I can miss a day or two and still bounce back as long as I bounce mm-hmm. back. But bouncing back is easier because it's a habit. Right. So yeah. it, it, it does allow more freedom because it's part of who you are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think I think that's that brings a, a perspective that um, might be helpful as we review or just look at simply what goals, resolutions, improvements we want to see in ourselves for this next year rather than thinking what do i want to accomplish which can be very outcome based you know you can think of who do i want to be by the end of the year mm-hmm. um how do i want to be and obviously we're not going to be perfect but there are those you know marginal gains like we talked about at the beginning that we can make and both of those should be part of the conversation yeah i think 
New Year's has the reputation of just goals, uh-huh. right? Um, and this is a great time for a lot of students where it's new year, new semester. There's going to be a whole new routine. I have a schedule I have not had before. I'm sure you, yeah. there's a lot of differences with this year than last year, this semester compared to last semester. Um, a couple things. Well, what are some, what are some things that you are planning on doing this semester different as far as habits or goals? I would love to sleep more. Sleep That's more? something that I'm, I'm still, because I'm still trying to formulate, and that, that, because, because I, I'm trying to formulate them into, like, more of a set mm-hmm. goal, mm-hmm. and not, not to say, like, necessarily a smart goal, because those can be pretty hard to set, low-key. Yeah. Um, but. It's a lot to keep track of. Track yeah, of. just, I mean, um, let me pull out my notes here that I put down, but, um. The big thing I want to do is is space out my studying more. And by saying that, just like not cramming, I guess I should say. Not to say that I, I did cram. There was never when I was like, oh, you know, six hours of studying for a class before a test. Mm-hmm. It was more so, oh, I have a test this week. I'm going to cram this week just for that class. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't necessarily fall behind in my other classes. But my mind would be so focused on my organic chemistry test that I would not be as focused maybe on my biology right right, right. and so i want to be a little bit better about um, which i'm sure studying, something that students can relate to right can is, relate to. is something studying daily um to what was i saying studying regularly oh yeah studying not, regularly yeah. to to prevent like falling behind in other classes just because i have another test mm-hmm. um just basically more effective study yeah i should say to concise yeah. that down and another thing is um I just like a new commitment to studying the gospel. Um, one thing that I'm doing with that is is writing down one thing I learned, liked, or felt just every single day, something really small, and I've just got it in like a document, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that like I'm I'm consciously searching for something, not just like a check the box. I'm like looking for something to apply to myself. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are two things that um, I'm trying to do a little bit different this How, semester. Along with that, you know, I mean. Scripture study is something that Nate's really good with as far as doing that consistently. You've been doing it for a while, ever since you got back from your mission, and mm-hmm. you've, you've been doing it a very similar way since then. I'm sure there's been some changes here and there. Yeah. How do you approach something that you've done for so long with a new commitment, right? Like you said that you, yeah. you have a new commitment to Scripture study. It's, it's a new year. It's a new semester. There's a ton of things that people in general want to have a new commitment with, like a, a, a new sense of um belonging or dedication to mm-hmm. you've done it for so long how do you how do you achieve that well as we've done it so long even habits can become kind of monotonous mm-hmm. and there are a lot of habits that are still daily conscious decisions mm-hmm. um like for example reading scriptures going to the gym those are still conscious decisions and you can pretty easily fall out of the habit of right um, I feel like most good habits are that way. Mm-hmm. A lot of negative habits are, you know, easier to do, like kind of involuntary. But anyway, delayed gratification. Yeah, right. That, yeah. And that 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 kind of that kind of goes off topic. But as far as like the new commitment, um, I mean, going back to the book, it's it's outcome versus who I'm becoming. Um, the goal, like a lot of goal that you hear, I'm going to read my scriptures every day. Outcome. Outcome. Mm-hmm. Check the box. Which read is great. Scriptures. Which, which is great. Which, which is great. If that's where you're at, great. You and know? that can totally still change who you mm-hmm. are. That, that's your focus. Absolutely, you know? it can. Um, 
but that for me, that's more of an outcome. And that's something I do every day. Like, that's not something that I, I have to think really hard about. Like I, I know, like I will mm-hmm. make time to read my scriptures. That's something that I've, I've done. It's a habit for me. Mm-hmm. It's been a habit for 18 months since Second I got nature. home. Right. Yeah. Um, 18 months. Yeah. I've been home for 18 months now, 18 months today, my friend. You're old. <laughs> Mr. Two years. All right. Anyways. <laughs> um, so I've, I've got that habit already. The commitment comes with the change from outcome to the whom whom I'm becoming. Who am I becoming through my through my scripture study? Mm-hmm. What am I trying to gain out of my scripture study? It's it's not about just getting it done, because I can read three verses and say, well, I got it done. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm thinking more so, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get something out of it. Like I I really want to feel something when you I read the scriptures to to learn something to apply so I can become better. You want to be 0.01% different as far as who you are mm. after that study. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. absolutely. That's good. I like that. I like that. And that's that, that can be something. I remember I was right because I, I started these goals probably January. I think it was January 1st that I started. Or no, no, no. It was, it was before that. Um, so it was, it was in December, it was after Christmas, that mm-hmm. I really started kind of writing down my goals and what I wanted. And I had it headed at the top, 2023 goals. Mm-hmm. And then I read Atomic Habits, and he calls, and he obviously changes it from goals to working on the system of getting there. So I changed it to 2023 systems. Mm-hmm. And that's been helpful because I've really been, it, it's, it's really changed from an outcome, like... Um, no explicit music was one of mine, mm-hmm. or, or I, I shouldn't say that, but like, like I wanted um, less like TV MA shows, right? A little bit less maybe explicit music that I've listened to, which I, I don't listen to a lot, um, but I changed that and I realized I was like, man, what I really want is to fill my life with uplifting and positive media. Mm-hmm. It's not about saying no to maybe this documentary or this TV show or this music, but more so about um, what I want to feel. Because I can very easily just not do that stuff. But I'm trying more so. And it's just, I guess it's more just perspective shift. Yeah. Is yeah. what I'm trying no, to say. No, that makes sense. I like how kind of everything we've, we've talked about too. If, if you look at it from a gospel sense, Christ doesn't really, I mean, he does care what we do, right? Right. There's commandments for a reason. And those are kind of all do focus things mm-hmm. as for, I mean, at least it's how they're discussed. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's also, he, he has those things in place, those commandments in his gospel so that we can change our being. If all we do is do those things and nothing changes within us as far as our identity and who we are naturally, then his goals aren't being accomplished. Right. His right. whole purpose for giving those commandments are, just no, no, nothing's reached or accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I like how his focus is that. And that, that's what repentance is about is, yeah, it's changing what we do, but it's, it's changing who we are, mm-hmm. our nature. I want to, I want to kind of build off that. And then I want to ask you about, um, kind of what you're doing. Cause I think your strategy for this year is really interesting. I like it a lot with the whiteboard, which mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that. But, yeah. um, this is something that I, I think maybe my, my biggest overall, um, hope for this year and what I'm trying to become is I have it bolded here on my list is have Christ be more involved in my daily learning. And that's not just school or scripture study. I'm just talking in general. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's something that I've, I've struggled with. You know, a lot of missionaries, they, they have so much purpose as missionaries, right? 
Um, I know we talk about this a lot, but that's just kind of the stage of life that we're in. This is this is the big experience we've had. We haven't been married. We haven't had kids. So right. we, we can't go back to that. But um, just having Christ more involved every single day and, like, seeing him in everything, um, that can be really hard to see, like, oh, where's Christ's hand in my biochemistry class? Our natural man doesn't tend to think that way. Right. Yeah. And this is what my dad said that I that I absolutely loved because we were we were kind of discussing it and he was just kind of spitballing. But I I mean I thought this could have been a general conference. Um, I mean when your dad when your dad worried about it, it's all it's all gold. <laughs> yeah. But um, he said this and um, as I get my education, this will give me more opportunities to serve God's children. Mm-hmm. That is a complete perspective shift from if I study hard for this biochemistry class. I'm gonna get an A on Did the you test. Just toss that out like no, like just literally, I like like it was so. I was like, Dad, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I whipped out my phone to write it down. And he's like, "Why are you texting during come follow me?" I was like, "Dad, I'm writing down what you said." <laughs> um, but um, anyways, like like I just love that because it, it's a total perspective shift, and and it that motivates you way more than a grade. At least for me, it does. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is, I mean, the grade. What's what's that? Uh, instant gratification. Yeah. That's a that's a here and now thing, but if I do well in this biochemistry class, that allows me to raise my GPA, which allows me to get into grad school, which allows me to do this, which allows me to do that, mm-hmm. which overall helps God's children. And you don't see it immediately, but I feel so much better about school mm-hmm. if I'm looking at it as this will give me opportunities to serve God's children, mm-hmm. to do well. Well, and your brains are like muscles, right? Mm-hmm. It, a huge part of learning right like i'm taking some data classes this semester you know and we bring knowledge with us when, when we die is really the yeah. only thing our personality and our, and our knowledge i'm not going to need data after i die i don't think so i no. hope not i hope because i got nothing of that i pray i don't <laughs> need it right but it's working out that part of the brain that is important and that is going to be brought to the other side mm-hmm. you know so so there's there's that side of it as well where it's 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 working at that part so that you can be more efficient, mature, grow, all the good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that that is something I I'm always willing to hear from people is just how you involve your belief, your priorities, um, but specifically Christ in everyday life. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, when we when we take the sacrament, this is something that's talked about often in the church. When we take the sacrament. Um, you know, it says that we'll always remember him. Mm-hmm. Um, I never forget him. Don't get me wrong. I, I have never forgotten Christ, but there are times when I struggle to remember him. Mm-hmm. I struggle to, to keep him at the forefront of my thoughts as you go through your busy week. Right. Um, and so that is, that is a big system. That is a big perspective, just a big becoming that I want to see this year is for me to become the type of person that, that sees Christ more, that, that looks for that that right perspective that puts Christ back into everyday or life or what things that may seem worldly. Because mm-hmm. we, we see things as so worldly sometimes. And then um, with a perspective shift like this, you'll be able to see things a lot differently. Even worldly things can seem much more celestial, for lack of a better word, or mm-hmm. religious, or whatever you may, whatever title you might want to put that on. Right. Yeah. As far as what I'm doing this year, Last year, I had I had some goals that were set. Great. You know, awesome, awesome goals. I think what everyone falls into is they set those goals, and then, like, two or three months in. Kind of like, lose, I kinda, lose the drive. That, for sure. That, for sure. And, or, I feel like, you know, if it, 
I feel like I lost, I forgot some of my goals. And then there were a couple goals where I was like, I kind of wish I chose like different, like not different wording. Yeah. Because that's easy to change. But like, I wish I had altered them in some way. Yeah. You know, which you can do on the spot. But what I found myself doing is bettering them throughout the year, which is great. What I'm doing this year is, and my year last year just did not go as I planned, which is fine. Mm-hmm. A lot of those goals I was still able to reach. But this year, I kind of, I got in my journal. I basically wrote up my vision for what a perfect 2022 would be as far as work, um, relationships, gospel, school, the timing of semesters, um, what summer looks like. I just kind of said, if, if from this perspective now, at the beginning of 2023, how I see everything going, this would be great. You know, a trip here, a trip there, that kind of stuff. And then I have a couple goals as far as things I'd like to try out. Um, those aren't really aren't even huge like checkpoint things, mm-hmm. I'd say. Um, the My main goal is I had a whiteboard in my room. I didn't have one in my last room last semester. But before that, ever since I came home, I've had a whiteboard in my room. And each, not every week, I wasn't good at it every week. But there were periods where kind of weekly um, on Sundays, I would just sit in front of my whiteboard. And I just kind of draw out my life as far as um where i was headed spiritually physically with school with relationships with my family mm-hmm. um and just kind of not question everything but look at everything evaluate evaluate yeah and just kind of see what needed to change what kind of things i needed to do um and this year i do want to do that i do want to get the whiteboard up but i want to pay attention to my being mm-hmm. and kind of see what i'm doing and who I'm being and, and what changes need to be made there, which I think I was doing to some extent, but it's just a new perspective, like you right. said. And I, I think that's great too, because, you know, our goals, like you said, you know, two to three months in, we can get so caught up in the, in the drive of life that we don't even think about them anymore. Right. Uh-huh. And it's not so much that we've lost motivation. Um, maybe we've just lost the time. We've lost the focus on them. And um, with that, you're basically, I mean, you're sitting to a point weekly goals. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, where am I at? Where can I get better? Maybe you got better this week. Great, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you got the quote-unquote outcome that you were hoping for, but now you've done the system. Okay, let's keep systemizing and going forward. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep going up 1% better, 1% mm-hmm. better. And that allows you to obviously constantly evaluate, um, but it stops the whole goal setting from being at the beginning of the year. Yeah. It, it allows for you to continuously be focused on improvement because with the whiteboard, that's something that works for you to like envision and see kind of where you're at frequently and just kind of have like a self-reflection and then you can see where you can move forward. I like it because if you just set yearly goals, you'll tend to have a major evaluation once a year. Obviously, that's right. same. people are evaluating themselves which more. Which isn't bad at all. Do which it. is not do bad that. at all. Um, but what I like about the whiteboard doing it weekly is it's... And eva- I don't think I don't think the new the new goals and new habits every week is great. But I, mm-hmm. what I think is better is the self evaluation every week right. and looking at your life from that perspective. Um, and it's nice having the whiteboard in your room because if you forget a week, which I have plenty of times, it stares at you all week right. or all two weeks that you don't write on yeah. it. You know. And with it with it changing frequently um, and being there for you to see, it's on your mind more. And so it's something that, like, mm-hmm. you're more likely to think about when you're walking to your next class. Exactly. Um, which is super helpful to have those reminders, mm-hmm. right? I've put reminders on my phone a lot for stuff. 
and they work for like a week, maybe two weeks, and then eventually you like you just get used to it, and it's like mm-hmm. we'll swipe it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but as things as you're kind of consciously changing things, your mind will will keep that at the forefront. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's really interesting. We're gonna do that a lot with the podcast. <laughs> yes, we will. Yep. Yes, we will. Okay, is that it? I feel like I had something else to say, but I I can't remember it. I think I think my tank's dry. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Well, here's to season two, and we'll see you next week.